Welcome to Saturday Night Live. Hey guys, welcome back to Saturday Night Live. I'm your host, Olivia. You can call me Liv. You can call me Olivia. Whatever works for you. And I am so freaking excited to be here right now because I just haven't gotten to sit down alone in my apartment and just chat with you guys because I feel like I've been having a guest or I've been traveling or, you know, I I have my parents come on the podcast and I have my friend Emily come on the podcast and I have so many people that I want to come on, but sometimes I feel like we just need a break and we just need to talk because... I feel like my best personality comes out when I'm alone, so you guys get to see that side of me, which is kind of cool. But anyways, I am recording this on Thursday, so this has to go out in a couple of days, and I have been struggling this week with what to do for a podcast topic, and I've been struggling for a few weeks now. I actually am so proud of myself because I haven't missed posting a podcast ever like since I started this podcast there has been an episode that has gone out every single Saturday so yay me I'll insert a little like woohoo so thank you guys for listening I'm super proud that I've been doing this and keeping it up it's been going in waves of like super doing really really well and then like flunking and getting like 30 listens on an episode so it comes and goes but this week I was thinking so hard what can I talk about what can I talk about And then I finally, ah, the gods blessed me with an idea, and it was a story time. So, if you know me, you might know that I love to tell stories, and not even in like a normal way, but in like more of a dramatic way. Like, my family calls me the exaggerator, because when I tell stories, I exaggerate them just to make them like the funniest and like richest, like best story that it can be and one of my favorite things to do is go on YouTube and watch people's story times and then it hit me oh my god I'm gonna do a podcast story time so if you don't know what this story time trend is it's literally when people sit down and just tell a story of like something crazy that happened to them whether it's funny or sad or scary like it can be like a theme you know what I mean like a horror story like of a ghost that's been haunting you or whatever that's not mine but just saying it could be so I'm actually really excited about this idea because I have so many stories I could tell like I just I love to tell stories I I love to be part of like a dramatic story I love to make a story that's boring into like something exciting and dramatic and if my sisters are listening they are rolling their eyes because they're like oh my god Olivia you are so dramatic You are a liar because you exaggerate all these stories. And it's not lying. This story is actually 100% true. I am not exaggerating the details. I am exaggerating like the drama. You'll see. I mean, you won't see because it's true. It's 100% true. And every dramatic piece of it was true to me because I am so dramatic. So anyway, let's just jump into it. This is my story time about working at a little store called Pandora jewelry and if you've heard of pandora you're probably like oh how could this be dramatic because it's just like a naive like not naive but like a quaint little jewelry store i was a naive little 18 year old working at pandora i think this was the summer after my freshman year of college and i was like i need a job you know i didn't have an internship i didn't really know what i wanted to do so lol still don't know what i want to do so we haven't come very far from the pandora days but we're now five years later, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, five years later. And I still kind of feel like the same person. I guess I'm a little less naive now. But anyway, okay. So 
Pandora Jewelry. I forget the year. No, 2013. 2014. Okay, yeah. Oh my gosh. Olivia, pull it together. Okay. Imagine, 2013, Kenwood Mall in Cincinnati, Ohio. Little 18-year-old me is working one of her first real jobs. Before that, I had only worked at a concession stand at a pool. And I just, you know, I didn't know much about the world. I had gone to South Carolina for a year for school. And I, I don't know, just, just very naive, okay? Just keep that in mind as I'm selling jewelry. So I'm working at Pandora. Don't really like the jewelry. Don't really like the managers. The people I worked with were really cool. I actually ended up like making a couple of friends from working there. And I was overall having a pretty good summer besides like my anxiety. So I have always struggled with anxiety. I had just recently in college figured out that like it was an actual disorder and it was something that I needed to cure or like at least maintain. So I... At this point, I think I hadn't really been dealing with it, so I was just kind of living with anxiety, right? We're, we're just surviving at this point. So I'm a pretty anxious, naive kid, but I'm somehow like doing this job, following through with it, and like pretty proud of myself because I had or have quit a lot of jobs throughout my life, and at that time, I think I'd quit a couple of jobs that I just couldn't do because of my anxiety, so I was like, okay, Pandora Jewelry, I see you, you're helping me out, you're, you're paying me, I'm getting through this job, and we're making this happen. So working at Pandora Jewelry, and I actually really enjoyed working with customers. Customer service ended up being one of my favorite things. I loved working retail. I just loved like feeling like someone's personal shopper or their friend that's giving them advice about what to buy. So if you don't know what Pandora Jewelry is, they sell the really like cheesy charm bracelets. No offense to anyone who's wearing one right now, but I have just seen so many of them that I'm like, nope, I will never wear Pandora because I just can't. I'm traumatized. So working at Pandora, working with all these customers, and a lady comes in one day. This lady's name was D, and that's her real name. I should probably give her a fake name, but it's it's a pretty simple name, D. So D walks in one day, and she's like, oh, hey, honey, I've never seen you around here. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm new here. It's nice to meet you. Like, little naive me is always, like, the high squeaky voice. Like, how can I help you today? Oh, my gosh. Hi, um, is everything okay? Um, can, I, can I help you with anything? Like, just super naive and super, like, vulnerable, I guess. Like, I could easily be taken advantage of, kicked around, pushed around, pushed over, and I probably wouldn't even notice because I was so naive. So, Dee comes in. She's like, oh, you're so cute. Oh my gosh, you're only 18. Well, I'm going to take you under my wing. I will be your first consistent customer. And I was like, oh my God, I have a customer. And they had this little thing in their iPad system, which was like a customer base, I think. I, I hope I'm not getting this confused with a different job. But we had like a customer base and you could keep like a list of your favorite customers or your most spending customers and... So I put D's name in there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a real job. I have a customer. And so D came in a lot, like a couple of times a week. But the thing about D was that she liked to spend like an hour with me, but only buy like a $20 charm. And so I was like, okay, like I kind of went from being like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I have a customer to like, okay, this customer doesn't spend a lot of money, but I'm spending a lot of time with her. So I tried to kind of figure out a way to be like, hey, D, like, I'll set you up over here. You can look at some charms, but I'm also going to be helping other customers. 
and she didn't love that. Like, I feel like she wanted my attention. So all the time, just like, Olivia, I want to see this charm. I want to see that charm. Oh, can you pull this over there? Oh, I want to try on this bracelet. Oh, can you put this charm on this bracelet and like try this on? And oh, can I try the, can I put this charm on my, my own bracelet and try it on? And I was like, oh my God, this lady like needs a lot of my attention and she's not spending a lot of money. But then my managers were like, Olivia, like you really need, when Dee's here, you need to stay with Dee. Like you're not supposed to leave the customers alone with charms. Like I know that she's your customer, but like really stick with her. I know she's not spending a lot of money, but you really shouldn't like leave her standing there. And I'm like, okay. So from then on, I stood with D for hours on end showing her charms and she would be like, oh, can you go get um, a bracelet from over there? And so I'd be like, of course. So like, yes, D is standing there with the charms and I turn around for like five seconds, go get the bracelet, like bring it over. Like you literally can't keep an eye on someone 24 seven. There are cameras everywhere. There are other there are two managers at a time there. There are other people working there. You know, this, that anything could happen. Let's just say that. So then one day I'm, I'm cleaning up at work. I'm on the closing shift after a long day with D, <laughs> who needs a lot of my attention, but doesn't buy many charms. And in my mind, you know, no red flags there because I'm a little naive 18 year old and I'm like, oh, like she just likes me because I'm like really sweet and I'm relatable because I'm 18 and she just like wants to help me out and like give me some sales and everything's good. So I'm closing up at work and we have to count all of the charms that are made of gold. And Dee has never bought a gold charm, but she had, I'm pretty sure, been looking at them often because she just really admired them and thought they were beautiful but could never afford them. So I'm looking through the gold charms and one of them looks like it's missing. But I do a double take because I'm doing the count of like the inventory and I'm like, oh, that charm's missing, that's weird. But then I'm pretty sure I remembered that somebody had sold a gold charm that day. I don't know, This, this part was my B, my B. So I was like, okay, someone probably sold a gold charm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I'm not gonna worry about it. Like everything looks fine besides that one gold charm that's missing. And I'm pretty sure they either like put it in the back to lock it away or it was sold. But I'm pretty sure like we we don't have that charm. Like it's nothing that I need to be worried about. Or maybe it's on display somewhere like it's one charm. It's not a big deal. So then the next morning I get a little phone call. And they're like, Olivia, I know you're not working today, but we need you to come in. And I was like, what? And they're like, we need you to come in to Pandora. We've got to talk to you about something. And I was like, um, okay, what the heck? So I go in and I'm like kind of anxious because I'm like, am I getting fired? Like, is something wrong? And they were like, Olivia, we see that we're missing a gold charm. We did inventory this morning and we're missing a gold charm. Do you know what happened to it? And I was like, oh my gosh, no, but I noticed it was gone last night too. But I assumed that like it had been sold. Um, or like, I didn't even realize, like in my mind, I had just glanced at the gold charm and in my mind, I had a little bit of like a, where's that? And then it was like, eh, it's probably fine. You know what I mean? Like one of those things that you don't think much about it. It's not like, oh my God, I wonder if that thing's missing. Oh my gosh. I wonder if like, I didn't put a lot of thought into it. It was just like, did the inventory, everything looks good. Oh, there's like one spot missing where a charm used to be. It was probably sold. Like that's what went through my mind. So then they're like, well, Olivia, we went through the footage and we saw that you were looking at the gold charms and you did the inventory last night. And like, they were basically like, we think you stole this gold charm. And I was like, what? Excuse me? So I 
was there like oh my gosh I would never steal anything um maybe it was stolen like I I definitely did a double take like where is that gold charm and then I just didn't think anything of it I was like it's probably fine you know whatever and I was like can you go back if you have the time to look back on me doing inventory last night you could probably look through the footage from the whole day and see like if that charm was sold if somebody took the charm like if you have footage of me doing the inventory but you don't have footage of me stealing it. Why are you accusing? You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't there be footage of me taking the charm? You know? So I was just a little bit taken aback. And I was just a little bit offended. So then they're like, cool, okay, you're right, you're right. So they go through the footage. And it turns out my loyal customer D stole the charm. <laughs> but it also turns out that she not only stole that charm, but thousands of charms. And thousands of pieces of jewelry. I mean, okay, that that was an exaggeration. I don't know how many pieces she stole. But so we start scrolling through this camera footage, right? And we're like, okay, what can we find? So then we get back to around like one o'clock that day where I'm helping D. And D goes, okay, so this is me rewatching the footage. So D's like, hey, Olivia, like she has the whole tray of charms in front of her. And she's like, Olivia, um, can you like show me that bracelet over there and like points across the room? And I'm like, oh, sure, of course, no problem. So I go to get the bracelet and the second I turn around, D scoops up a handful of charms and puts them in her bra. I am not kidding. She puts them in her bra. And I don't know if you guys have been to Pandora, but they have these trays where you have like like a hundred of a hundred charms per tray. So you could take like a little scoop and nobody would notice because there's a ton of charms in there. So I turn back around. I'm like, oh, here's the bracelet. And she's like, oh, thanks, honey. And yeah, D had huge freaking boobs, a huge freaking bra to put her charms in. Like, of course there's room in there. Like this all makes sense. D stole the golden charm. But that wasn't even the point because the point at this point was that I had let this lady steal so much jewelry. It was insane. Like we went back for days and D kept taking scoops of charms and putting it in her bra. And at this point, I'm about to shit my pants because I'm watching in front of my managers footage of D taking scoops of charms and putting them in her bra. Like, oh my, how does she get away with that? How does nobody else in the store notice her just like scoop, whoosh, like right into the bra? Like, how does no charm ever fall out of her top? Like, I have so many questions at this point, but you know, mm, I'm still mad about it. I'm not going to lie. I'm still a little mad, but this isn't even the best part of the story. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like, let me know if anything else happens. Like, I'm so sorry this happened. Let me know if you need anything. I go home and I'm like crying and freaking out to my mom. And I'm like, oh my God, like having a panic attack. Like I let this lady steal so many charms. My managers are probably going to fire me. Like at that point when I left the store, I think they kind of left at the point where they're like, we've got to deal with this with D. So they ended up filing like, what's it called? Not a restraining, maybe a restraining order. Like basically some kind of thing where it's like she can't be within like 500 feet of the store. So even if she's at Kenwood Mall, like she has to be within a certain amount of feet from the door. Like she was not allowed to enter any Pandora stores anymore. So then, you know, I'm, I'm on my day off and I'm just like laying around having anxiety, having diarrhea all over my house, like freaking out. Then I get another call. From my manager again, she's like, hey, Olivia, we're going to need you to come back down to the store. Um, The cops are here and we need you to give them like a testimony. And I'm like, what the F? I am not talking to the cops. Like, yes, 
I was in charge of D, but this is not my fault. I'm 18 years old. The managers, to be completely honest, weren't very good. They were never around. They were always in the back or they were only helping out people that were making big sales. Like the managers would kind of take the big sales and everybody else got to take care of people like D. So honestly, I was just like, you know, I'm 18 years old. This is your store. It's not my fault. I tried my best. I stayed with D like you told me to. But when a customer asks me to turn around for five seconds to grab something like, and they take a scoop and put it in their bra, like, this is not my fault. I'm not talking to the cops. Like, this is crazy. And so I listen. I think they called me and left me a voicemail because I missed the call. So I'm listening to the voicemail and I'm crying, like about to throw up. I'm so anxious because I don't want to talk to the cops. And then my mom is like laughing at me. My whole family's laughing because they think this is hilarious. And I'm like, this isn't funny. Like, Dee's gonna like end up sending me to jail somehow. Or like, she's gonna find me because she's mad that she can't steal any more charms. Because this restraining order is all because of me. I was like freaking out. I was convinced like Dee was gonna run up to my car like when I was leaving the mall at like 10 p.m. and just like stab me or like throw charms in my eyeballs or something. So I was like really, really freaking out. And then my mom's like, Olivia, if you don't want to get fired, you have to go talk to the cops because if you just like don't respond to this voicemail, like you're done. And I was like, okay, like I guess I'll go. And I I literally am not kidding. I had so much diarrhea, like so much. Oh, ow. So then I ride up to Kenwood Mall. The whole time I'm like holding in shits, just, you know, the nervous shits of like, I've never talked to a cop before. I've never dealt with anything having to do with the law before like I was freaking out so I roll up and who is there but a mall cop on like a segue sort of deal and I was just like okay the diarrhea wasn't really worth it this is a mall cop like what is he really gonna do I, I can call down I can calm down I have seen Paul Blart mall cop like there's nothing to worry about so I roll in and I'm pretty confident I'm like okay hey like Yes, I can tell you, like, my side of what happened. And so I'm standing there with my manager and the mall cop and me. And we're standing in, like, a triangle. And then, so the manager is explaining. She's like, okay, so, like, this lady, like, stole all these charms. And then, like, she's the one that sold them to her and, like, blah, blah, blah. And so the way my manager phrased it apparently made the mall cop think that I was D. So he goes, um, okay, uh, okay, so you're going to need to, like, come to the back room with me then. So he's, like, kind of, like, weirdly, like, dodgy around me. Like, like kind of almost, like, surrounding me so that I can't escape. And I'm, like, so confused. I'm, like, why is this guy being so weird? He gets me to the back room, locks the door, and gets out some handcuffs. And I was, like, excuse me, sir. What are you doing? Like, can I really be under arrest for being, like the salesperson of a thief like is this really my fault and he was like so um so you're the one that stole these charms and he's got his handcuffs in his hand and I was like no I am not D I am the salesperson I am a sales associate I don't even make commission here and he was like oh shit like sorry I, I thought you were I thought you were the thief and I'm like okay so we're, we're not off to a great start with the mall cop here And I'm about to shit my pants because I thought I was getting arrested for being a sales associate at Pandora. So things weren't going well. So then the mall cop reviews the footage and he's like, okay, like we'll send this over to the real cops who can like send over a restraining order and D won't be allowed to like come back into Pandora. You're going to be safe. Everything's going to be fine. And all of this has been fixed and cured and nobody's in trouble besides D. And I was like, thank the heavens. So, you know, we're all good. 
I got out my nervous shits. I probably had some Chick-fil-A to help cure the scaredness. And I just chilled out for the rest of the night. Went back to my normal job. You'd think the story ends there, but it doesn't. So then, you know, a few weeks in, working at Pandora, everything's back to normal. There have been no signs of thieves. There's been no sketchy activity around the Pandora area. And then, one day, this group of ladies walks in. And who is the leader? D. And she rolls in with three other Ds. A, B, C, and D. So... I am standing there and I look up. Oh, no, this person that I'm working with is like, Olivia, isn't that? And I look up and I'm like, holy moly, oh my God. (laughs) And I was like, heck to the no. So then I, oh, you guys, if when I say that I almost shit on the floor, like I almost shit on the floor. I am not kidding. It was like the scariest thing, the scariest sight of my life. So I am actually helping a dad and his daughter buy a bracelet for their the mom when D walks in and she's like, "Hey Olivia, like, hey girl, long time no see." And I was like, oh, oh. and I start shaking. I remember I'm wrapping up this bracelet for this dad and daughter and I am physically shaking like I couldn't tie the bow and this dad is giving me this weird look like like are you okay? Is something wrong? And I I literally remember I wrapped this bracelet so horribly. And I was like, okay, like, have a nice day. Like, like hyperventilating. And Dee walks over. And she's like, hey, girl, like, can you hook me and my girls up with some charms? And I'm like, oh, bitch, you want me to hook you up with what? Like, do you know how many charms I've hooked you up with unintentionally? So then I'm shaking. And this boy comes. I think he ended up going to the back because he saw the situation. This boy that I worked with. I think this is what happened. And he might listen to this podcast, so he can, like, let me know if I am correct about these um, facts. (laughs) So I think he went to the back. He called the mall cops while Dee was just, like, waiting for me to be able to help her. And then Dee walks over. And then he comes over. So he's standing with me. So it's me and him versus Dee. And Dee's like, hey, girl. And then I'm just standing there. And I was like, I think I just said something like, um, like what are you doing here? Like, I literally didn't know what to say. And then this boy comes over and he's like, you're D, right? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) I'm dying right now. She was like, yeah. Like, what? Why? Why do you ask that? And he was like, we know what you did. And I was like, D, like, I'm looking at her like my little knife when I'm like, come on, D, like, (laughs) we know what you did. And she's like, "What, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what are you talking about, Olivia? And I was like, we know you stole the charms. And she was like, what charms? Like, I've never stolen any charms. And then her friends are like, oh, bitch, like, are you accusing our friend of stealing charms? And I was like, bitch, yes, I am. Oh, no, okay. No, I didn't. I was like, um, D, like, we, we, we know you stole the charms. And she was like, uh, she like just kept denying it. And then this guy was like, basically, he was like, I've already called mall security. There has been a restraining order sent to your home. You cannot be within like less than 500 feet of our store basically like he was just like good he was like girl get out of here like we know what you did we have the camera footage we've got the cops on the way we have the restraining order like you're out and I was just like "Uh and then D was like D just in that moment she turned on me and she was like oh I guess you're not that naive little girl I thought you were so then D was like fine I'll stand outside of the store but you still got to help my friends and I was like oh bitch you have got to be kidding me so then D had the audacity to stand 
outside of the store, like 500 feet, like down the hall of the mall and stare at me through the door, like all the way down the mall hallway while I helped her friends that looked like they wanted to beat my ass. I am not kidding. Like literally these ladies were huge and there were three of them and they were like, mm-hmm, well, you better help us then. And I was like, okay, like that's fine. And so they're just like kind of sassy and they're giving me this evil look and I'm just like, what charms did you want to see today? But I am like literally like not turning around, not letting them like, I mean, I was letting them like touch the charms and stuff, but I was keeping the closest eye on them because, you know, they might all be in cahoots. Like you never really know. And it turned out that D, okay, so then I'll I'll let you know after that. But, and the end of the story is that these ladies ended up being like, F you, like, we're leaving this store. We're never shopping at Pandora again. And I'm like, honestly, you probably never shopped here anyway. You just stole stuff from here. So those ladies leave, D leaves, and I was so afraid to go to my car. I'm pretty sure that guy ended up being like, are you okay? Everyone at the store was like, are you okay? And I think I got to leave early. The managers weren't even there, by the way. So they weren't even there when this whole D round two went down. So moral of the story, D ended up having some business where she stole things from a lot of places in Cincinnati, including Pandora charms, and just, like, resold them, I guess, for, like, a little less money than they were worth. I don't really know. But the cops, I think, shut it down. I I don't know. I don't know what happened to Dee. I guess it could try to find out. But I just know she never came back to Pandora again. I ended up going back there to work over Christmas and, like, a couple more breaks that I was on, and I never saw her again. But that literally traumatized me for life. And I've gone through other stories in retail of people stealing things. But that one just hit home for me because I actually got to see footage of someone stealing right in front of me, putting it down their bra, and then like coming back after sending a restraining order to them and then just like giving me this deathly glare of like, you better help my friends and me. And then I was just like, "Mm mm-mm. And it was just insane. So... Anyway, I never wanted to go back to work there after that. I can't believe that I even I even went back to work over the holidays, but I can't believe that I also just told that story for like 30 minutes straight. I hope you guys thought it was funny. I thank God can laugh about it now. Literally anytime I bring up to my family I'm the name D, they just laugh so hard. They think it's hilarious. So I hope you guys thought it was funny too. I love telling stories like this and I can't believe I haven't had a story time on my podcast after like four months of doing this now so if you guys liked this rate subscribe review or just like send me a dm and tell me you thought it was funny because that's honestly means the most to me um so thank you guys for listening to saturday night live i guess i will just see you next week bye